0: This is where you'll find provocative polemic, free of fear or favour. The Agitator, from the fifth column. According to the Duke of Wellington, the Battle of Waterloo was won on the playing fields of Eton. Fast forward almost exactly 200 years, shift focus to the Olympics, really just sublimated warfare after all, and the only thing that's changed is that Eton is actually one of the battlefields. It's public, i.e. private, schoolboys and girls what won it half britain's medalists at beijing went to private schools gold medalists this time started with the rowers helen glover and heather stanning millfield and gordonston respectively the shooter peter wilson millfield again and sir chris hoy george watson's edinburgh wholly unacceptable trumpeted the chairman of the british olympic association lord moynihan monmouth in case you wondered one of the worst statistics in british sport he said sentiments echoed by the prime minister Eton, of course there are two things to be said about this First, it's not just the private sector's better facilities or the insane sale of state school playing fields. State school children have been crippled by the anti-competitive ethos. Nobody can win because nobody must be allowed to lose. Not to mention state school teachers' famous reluctance to do more than they think they're paid for. Private school children spend twice as much time playing sport as state school children. The second is that it doesn't matter. Sport's a sideshow, a distraction. What's really important is how the privately educated are tightening their hold on most of the commanding heights of British life. Social mobility hasn't just seized up, it's gone into reverse. The Education Secretary, Michael Gove, Robert Gordon's Institute, scholarship though, and as the adopted son of an Aberdeen fish merchant, he's more Moses basket than top drawer, pointed out that not only are most of the Cabinet privately educated, but so are many of Labour's senior figures. Ed Balls, Harriet Harman, for instance. A third of the House of Commons went to independent schools. Only 7% of our children go to these schools, but 88% of our senior judges came from them, along with half the country's barristers. This proportion is rising. For instance, in 1988, 59% of the partners of Britain's five biggest law firms were privately educated. Now it's 71%. The same is true of most of the professions. A third of students studying to be doctors and dentists now come from the independent sector. The arts are dominated by them. Theatre, cinema, even pop music. Comics, McIntyre, Baddiel, Yannucci, Armstrong, Mitchell. The BBC is a private school old boys and girls association. Most of our newspapers are edited by them. Even the Daily Mirror and that scourge of privilege, The Guardian, which has been edited by public school boys for the last 60 years. This is not, or not just, entrenched privilege. As a broad generalisation, private schools have better qualified teachers, smaller classes, half the size on average, and a more disciplined achieving ethos. They certainly get better results, more straight A's at A-level than all the comprehensives put together, often in harder subjects too. Gerrymandering the system to push less achieving state school children ahead of their more successful private school counterparts is not the answer. Leveling up is grammar schools gave poorer bright children unlimited opportunities and changed the face of british society for more than 30 years 10 downing street was occupied by people who went to state schools harold wilson to john major the few grammar schools that remain do as well as the best private schools selection works for bright children it surely could be done more flexibly than the once and for all 11 plus Perhaps it's simply not possible to provide a different education for the less academic that is equally worthwhile and pushes them to realise their potential, though other countries seem to do it. Things are changing in the existing state system, but not fast or far enough. Their lack of ambition betrays our children, particularly the cleverest. A recent survey found that less than half the teachers in state secondary schools would advise their brightest pupils to try for Oxford or Cambridge. A tragedy. To haunt us long after the Olympic triumphs are forgotten. To hear more of our podcasts and to have your say, visit our website www.thefifthcolumn.co.uk